healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last minute. That right there is a lot of Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Discologist. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, coming to you live from a tiny shack just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I hope you're safe and sanitized and sane and all that. Uh, got a great little show for you today. Going to be talking about the band Elder. They have a new album out called Omens. And uh, this is a band that we've been following for quite some time, as have many of you. And uh, they started out sort of, sort of doom, psych uh, metal, uh, all instrumental, and slowly have added like more layers and more complexity and more, uh, in the case of the new album, uh, melodies to it, to the point that they are something entirely new, entirely different, and uh, and have become giants in this in this space. <laughs> Joining me to talk about this is going to be my good friend Paul uh, from Portland. So, uh, Paul, you like dad metal, right? I do. I, I like uh, I like metal. I like uh, dad things. Being a dad myself, and the combination is uh, particularly good. You like uh, dad prog, Paul? I mean, that's the kind of metal that I most enjoy. So is well is is there a difference between prog and metal? Is sort of what I'm getting at. Yeah, I think so. Okay, uh, I mean, you know, well, I think there's a lot of overlap. There's a Venn diagram with a you know a big chunk of both circles in the middle, but you know if you're getting into like thrash, I don't think that that's usually very proggy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It could be. You, you never know any these days with bands like Elder out there. I, uh, you know, my grandfather once told me that you you never go full dad metal because you end up a prog band. <laughs> Uh, he learned this in World War II, I think, um, and uh, and I think that's what has happened with the band that we're going to be talking about right now, uh, Elder. They got their start in Michigan. We have this weird history with them. Like I think you and I, when I forget when Lore came out, but uh, we wanted to see this band really badly. Yes, we right? did. Yeah, and and they didn't tour except in like Berlin and uh, and Eastern European countries. I think they hit Scandinavia at some point. Big, yeah. uh, just frozen wastelands. That's what they. Not a little, for. not a, not a short hop from DC, yeah. uh, where we both used to live. So, um, and and they put out a bunch of albums. Uh, what is it? Floating in the endless sky was one. Uh, I've got it right here, actually. Um, Reflections maybe. on a floating world was a few years ago. Just pick up, just pick a prog name generator, and you've got it. Yeah, <laughs> Reflections of a Floating World, um, Dead Roots. Laura was 2015. Man, that long ago. Uh, yeah. But anyway, th- this band is is exciting in ways that bands like this often are, where they take a genre that uh, we love, or maybe even uh, you and I are a little scared of. I, I would say, you know, when you put the dad in front of this, it, it implies it's a little softer. It uh, doesn't mean you're a weenus. It just means you know maybe you can't handle all the all the harshness of death metal. And um, over the course of a bunch of albums, I think what's happened to them is a. I'm not even sure. I think they live in Berlin now, uh, and ironically, are were supposed to be touring all up and down the East Coast, where neither of us live. Right. <laughs> so now now we're further away. But uh but they, they somehow along the way sort of embraced uh really embraced this more melodic side 
uh, of their music and have turned into, for all intents and purposes, a prog band. I'm seeing a lot of uh, talk about Genesis for this album. Uh, I personally hear a lot of like Porcupine Tree, uh, Chris Forsyth and the Solar Motel Band, uh, Dungeon. However, you say that. Definitely uh, some dungeon in there. Yeah, um, and uh, and and that is maybe that's uh, an influence if they are in Berlin. That's an influence from from just being in Europe at this point in time. But it's a it's kind of a wild transition because if you had told me on lore, which you know we were ready to like play D D to that with full on like little figures and shit, right? You know, and and you do that with metal, right? You do that with metal, but. You know, with lore, it was like metal. This is this is aggressive stuff. This doesn't feel uh, aggressive as it, as much as it does trying to say something. Well, uh, first, I'll just say uh, this is probably appropriate that you're calling it a uh, dad metal because this is this is the kind of stuff that I like a lot more these days because I can kind of just uh, you know zone out and 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 jam to it while walking the dog or watching the kid or something like that and it's cool it's got uh it's definitely got some great riffs in it but it doesn't have all the jagged edges that uh you know make you want to punch your put your fist through a wall or something like that uh, it's uh it keeps you in the zone while even while it's being uh really doomy but look you know you you, you listed some reference points but some of the lyrics on this album to the extent that the lyrics matter on this album since it's there's like 200 words and 56 minutes of music so it's mostly about the instruments but the lyrics wouldn't be out of place on some of pink floyd's albums yeah yeah um there's some rush in the instrumentation though definitely not in the vocals you know that sort of thing so yeah they they actually have a new guitarist michael risberg a new drummer uh george eddert uh the rest of the band is nicholas DeSalvo, jack donovan on bass um and and this guy fabio cuomo on guest keyboards so they clearly brought in keyboards. They amp it up. I, I want to play a little track now. You mentioned Pink Floyd, and uh, and and the keyboards do play a prominent role in this record. Uh, this is a song called uh, called In Procession. And look, the songs in this album. This is the shortest song at nine minutes and twenty one seconds. So we are not playing the entire nine and twenty one seconds. But we're going to tune in about like midway, and you're going to hear this sort of take off in outer space. Here's a little bit of In Procession.
they hit that point um, where the keyboards come in and this little uh, motoric jam sort of uh, sort of opens up into outer space, uh, lets the space whales in, as it were. And you know, when you talk about bands like this, especially Prague, it is a shortcut and and kind of cheap, where people just automatically jump to something like Pink Floyd. Uh, or call it Floydian stuff. But in this case, uh, these guys have really turned up the Floyd and and seem to uh, understand if it internalized and now are able to like reproduce those weird spaces on albums or that song like uh, Echoes uh, on Amagama or all the, all the weird jams that, that Floyd would get into uh, that served a purpose. I don't know that they serve the same purpose on this, but they – they, they seem to at least understand the language they're speaking uh, a lot better than a lot of, of people who have been uh, accused of being Floydian. Sure. I mean, and, you know, if we are going to stick with the Floyd piece for a, for a second, it's mixing some of the, the more psych era Floyd that you were just discussing with Amagama, but then the lyrics, you know, this same song you're talking about here, the solitary purpose to outshine the heavens in our minds, thoughts rain down a thousand suns, flicker on the surface of the own. I mean, that's that <laughs> that could be on uh, on a momentary lapse of reason right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the lyrics are, are are key in here. Now, this was composed as a concept album. And uh, and again, with a metal album, when people say things like this, uh, I believe them once I know it. But I listened to this a lot, and I did not know this um, because you really have to dig in and pay attention. Um, but now that I do, it's supposed to uh, span the lifespan of a civilization, uh, and it's also supposed to read as a commentary on our own society, which is mm. hell-bent on profitability at the expense of our own lives and environment, which is a very topical uh, thing in the current situation. Is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like it's a little topical, but uh, you know, one thing we've learned in the current situation that it was uh, it was already uh, capitalism might have been doing us wrong. But uh, you know, this is also a, an interesting concept for a metal album because uh, it's not macho. That's that's woke. Yeah, at least as woke as a band like this is going to be. You know, if you if you say uh, and and not this is a bad comparison because this wasn't macho, but there's a lot of comparisons between these guys and say Mastodon, uh, and Mastodon really mined the uh, the interior. You know, talking about the, the guy's sister's suicide and, and all kinds of things, the death of cancer or death by cancer, and and um, taking on serious human subjects in a method that you would just expect like dragons and like sword fights and shit and that. But, right. but, but this in particular is, seems very woke, very forward thinking and very uh, like concerned w- with connecting with people that m- maybe aren't, they don't think about that all the time. And for me, that's important. Like I think, I think a band that can do that. I mean, I've always thought they were uh, kind of one of the greats, but like, that they're that's what they're doing now says to me that they're like they're aiming even higher than they've gotten because you think of the from lore to here it's been a hell of a journey and they've just gotten better yeah no i agree this is um this is a pretty epic album and i think that's the that's the right term for it like you you have to be tackling something either you know mythic which is usually the direction that metal bands go 
uh, cosmic or something so uh, macro level as like the state of the world, which is the direction they decided to go right here when you're opening up the music this much. Like it just, it launches and it's all enveloping. Like you're not talking, it would be very difficult to uh, to tell an interior story or something overly specific if you're going to go, uh, you know, this far with the, you know, some of the jams are just like, almost pure instrumental post-rock like stuff out of out of godspeed yeah godspeed is a really good example of that i mean look at the the title track the the lyrics for this in the ruins tomorrow lies the meaning of today where only memories are hollow for time to wash away whoa i mean look that's that's uh freshman dorm i'm really stoned but that's also that doesn't make it not true right like that that is and and if if you keep dropping these messages like that onto people they start to like actually think about what it's doing especially with these guys who have uh, uh, really their fan base is, is kind of hero worship you mentioned a band like rush uh and we're going to get to that before episode 500 because i have a long standing hatred of rush <laughs> but i look at rush's trajectory and I look at their trajectory, and I see it very similar. I don't, I don't think this sounds rushy in, but I, but I, I, there's a connection there between what they're doing and and what the goal of the band ultimately is, and it's not just a jam. No, you, we're going to view a couple albums that people are holding up as important, and as sort of the pop, like whole sphere collapses burns in a garbage fire and stuff and i think what's going to be left is stuff like this because uh they can play uh they, they have a message uh and there's no, there's no there's no immediate uh dopamine hit yeah i mean i think that's part of the challenge like i think they're gonna i think that you're right that they will persist but there's always going to be a barrier to i guess wider spread uh, acceptance, which might not even be what they're looking for. Like they've got a, a rabid fan base. They've got a lot of folks who appreciate what they're doing and they get to keep doing it. But, you know, it's hard to sell a lot of folks on 10 minute songs with very few lyrics. Like that's always going to be a bit of a stumbling block, but you know, their loss. Yeah. Well, it is, it is kind of their loss. And and I would say it's easier to sell people on that when drugs are involved. But what, what I find fascinating about this is that you, you don't need that. I mean, these are this album and the last album and especially the gold and silver sessions in 2019, which is an EP are so deeply melodic. Uh, and, and they're really crafting this whole universe. I, we haven't brought up the band dream theater cause I don't think they sound alike, but I think in scope, what the, that's what they're trying to do. Interesting. Uh, for dream theater is not a band that I celebrate. Uh, at all, <laughs> but but I respect people who do because they're all fantastic players, and they all and and like Elder, they create this whole world. I want to play a little bit of a, another track now to sort of hit on this, and because uh, I mean this is kind of hitting the nail over the head. But if if it's an album about the uh, the lifespan of civilization, and this is at the end, uh, Embers is is the best song title that there's going to be for this.
staring at the sun hanging in air, wait for it to fall, seen with the eyes of an animal backed against the wall. <laughs> Burning down it's to heavy. ash to disappear with a trace without a trace upon the ground. It's heavy. It's really heavy, and it's not heavy in in a cheesy way because we're here. Like, and maybe that's it. Maybe they didn't mean any of this. Maybe they were just like, dude, I just opened up my Dungeon Master Guide, and there's this shit, and we're just going to read it. But I don't think so. No, I think that it's, you know, it's poetry of uh, you know what they're trying what they're trying to convey right there. I don't think that it's trite or that it's anything that uh, they're cribbing from other folks. The big themes have been tackled infinite numbers of times by infinite artists, and it's just how you do it. Yeah. So for you, are you going to be putting on like this uh, sort of side by side, like on a playlist? Because that's what the kids do these days. Is Elder going to end up on a playlist with Floyd? No. I mean. If I made a lot of playlists, it might, but I still tend to listen to albums, so I'll just keep listening to the album. <laughs> I mean, the only playlists I make are for, like, barbecues, and I don't think I'm throwing this under the barbecue playlists. So. Well, why not? You get, uh, presume, well, you're not now, but presumably you have dads at the barbecue. That's true. And dads uh, love the metal. and there are, and I, there are a lot of kids at the barbecue. Like, it's it's... Not music to uh, to party by. It's music. It's headphone music. You keep these things on, and you know you do your thing. Do you see this in any way as as kind of a softening, pushing towards the mainstream, or more like heading off down their own path down the river? Uh, I think it's a maturation. I don't think it's pushing towards the mainstream because, again, you know, mainstream is not. 10 plus minute songs unless you're uh, explosions in the sky. And I don't think that they're selling this as soundtrack music to Friday night lights. So they could though parts of it, they probably could. And they, you know, Hey, more power to them if they can get that money. But I don't think that that's the primary goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. The soundtrack. I don't know if you remember um, when, uh, Oh, I know you remember <laughs> um, you, back in the day when we'd watch sci-fi films, <laughs> and like and, and like the soundtrack was all essentially new metal, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is the same thing as like we were promised flying cars. We we just blew right past that new metal phase, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, in the future, uh, except like Tron Legacy tried to bring it back, which was really weird. But they also had Daft Punk. But we uh, we blew past that. But like I sort of see this as very much the music of the future. Uh, if I had gone back and could imagine it, you know, I was out on a walk today uh, along Lake Michigan and out there walking and uh, there's, you know, myself included, people in masks, uh, some people not in masks and uh, it's a whole situation and playing this felt like this weird scene in a movie that uh, I didn't necessarily want to be in, mm-hmm. but but I've definitely seen and and like it made me have empathy for like all those scenes that I've seen like this like holy shit like oh this is what this is this is gonna feel like and wait are and you that, saying that this is like a postmodern Vangelis? Vangelis, yes, or actually Alan Parsons' project. If you listen oh, to Sirius, okay. no, if you listen to Siri, uh, the song Sirius, uh, which is right before Eye in the Sky, uh, y- you know, there's this weird looking towards the future uh, that happens in Prague. That's sort of the basis of Prague that uh doesn't always come true uh and and that's i think that's why people don't like Prague, honestly because it sounds not it doesn't sound dated it sounds like cheesy 
if you don't have context, if you don't understand like what like the song Serious Bell and Parsons Project was emulating that time, which is basically like THX 1138, you know, sci-fi films, you, you'd hear it now and be like, what? You know, even though I think it's used in like most sports events. It's a little bit of trivia for you. Hmm. I did not realize that. Yeah, it's like it's like walkout shit for like all kinds of sports events. It's like one of the most played songs. But if you told somebody that it was, uh, you know, it was an Alan Parsons project song, they'd be like, "Who? What?" Uh, but you know, this this for me falls into that vein and and is elevated to that level. So what I wonder is, you know, ten years from now, twenty years from now, if somebody looks back on this, is it gonna be, oh, that was that was kind of cheesy. But it's, it basically, is Andre going to have this whole collection and he's going to be the only person on the planet who does? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, some some people might think it's cheesy, but if it's cheesy, it's going to be cheesy in the way that like, like you were just saying old sci-fi. Like if you, read, uh, if you read Philip K. Dick books these days, parts of it seem cheesy because you can't accurately predict the technology of 100 years in the future from your current vantage point. But the themes are resonant and the path that society took followed a lot of those same general through lines. And look, I'm not saying that elder is the equivalent of Philip K. Dick, but it's a way to think about it, that the specifics might come off as, as cheesy, but the, the themes I think will resonate. One big band we haven't mentioned right now is yes. As we wind this down. I was wondering um, when you were going to get to that. Like, well, I thought you were going to start with yes. Well, here's the thing: is that yes, uh, and and um, and let's dive into Genesis too for right now. Uh, I had a awakening uh, about Genesis. Uh, I am a a full invisible touch stand. We're going to do an episode on it. You can until Saturday. You can watch uh, a show from Wembley Stadium in 1987 that is fantastic. Uh, also, fun fact, the guitarist in that band is from Milwaukee and lives about 15 minutes away from me. Didn't know how that happened, but uh, there you go. But but yes, is near and dear to my heart. But I also, uh, when I say that, I mean essentially yes songs and maybe fragile. But if you go into all the types of yes things, especially Tales from Topographic Oceans, you get this. And this type of stuff, uh, it's always been a matter, like growing up and listening to Yes and getting those big double CDs or triple CDs or albums and and trying to dive into, like you said, these these 10 minute pieces of music. Nobody makes that, but they, they did. And the Elder does. Trying to dive into that is like really hard to process it. And something about what Elder is doing is, is not just uh, because they have more time to do it to experience it now, but it's made me go back and look at those Yes albums that I have enjoyed but not really uh, celebrated and found that there's a lot, uh, a lot of uh, brain candy to be had in that. I don't know how much you listen to Tales from Topographic Oceans, but fuck, dude. Not much. Fuck. Like, uh, I, again, I would suggest drugs, but they're not necessary. But, but it, it, you know, it, it's a... Uh, it's an exercise in what man can do if they're uh, really bored <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we, and really talented in music. And, and I'm not saying that's what Elder is doing yet, but uh, but if they did, I think I would be here for it. I think I think if they if the next album from them is like a four hour epic, 
What am, what am I going to do? I'm not I'm, like, there's no reason to avoid that. It's no. Like, okay. Just put it on. I, I got four hours. Mow the lawn like eight times. Right. <laughs> we'll just go out and then fucking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, you know, going into this, I didn't know, uh, because you know, you mentioned like it is not pop, but it's you get more of a, a it's cleaner, and I didn't know how I was going to react to that. But in the end, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is just a phase for them, and it's a good phase. Uh, so go out and get it, because uh, and um, you know, convert your friends. I'm going to try to convert Daria. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, we'll see. Let, how- let me know how that goes. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Let, let me just tell you. <laughs> This is staying solely on the headphones in my house. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a good idea. Yeah. All right. Thanks for hanging out, Paul. Uh, We're going to take a break and then come back in a few minutes. Elder's Omens is available everywhere you can uh, find records now, whether that be out in the uh, internet or in the real world space. Maybe coming soon to a record store near you. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Um, but uh, they were going to go on a big tour. That is obviously canceled now, but hopefully sometime down the road. I um, I miss them every time they play these guys, as you heard us talk about. But uh, really, I, I really want to see these guys. Uh, do their thing in front of people. So uh, thanks to Paul for hanging out. That is it for this episode of Discologist. If you like what you heard, please go out and uh, support local art spaces. Uh, find one in your community. Uh, find uh, artists to support there because they are vital. To this. They can do stuff like this. They can make music. They can paint. Uh, they can do comedy. Anything like that. Just find those people. Go out and support them. And uh, let's make the world a better place by doing that so that we come out of this on the backside and uh, we are living in a brighter uh, and and more vibrant world. So uh, we will be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to yours, be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!